Hello and welcome to another edition of Recipe for Greatness. Let me say a big thank you for your continued viewership. I believe today's message will be a great blessing to you. So get the family around the TV set, grab your pen, grab your paper, be ready to take notes, and I'll see you after this. God bless you. Healing is a children's bread. That's what I read you said. But sometimes it's hard to believe when I'm stuck with doubts in my head. So I'm holding on to whatever word you say like God will make a way. Like you took my infirmities and bore my diseases. And you picked me up from the merry clay. Healing my mind, my body, healing my soul. Giving all of you to truly make me whole. Whole? Yes, whole. Healed from a broken heart, battered body and bruised soul. I read you saved by your stripes, I am healed. It took loads of faith to make them believe that the pain of the body and the shame of the soul had truly been nailed on the cross. So like sons, we will roll. I try to comprehend your healing power. It brings me to my knees. It's not the strength from the drinks or drugs or from the red bull that say gives you wings. No, it's the same power to path at the sea. The same that sent down the rain. It's the same that washed me clean and healed me and made me whole again. Sickness of the body, of the mind, of the soul to innumerable Until I learn just how much my God is truly able 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 to deliver, able to heal, to save and to make anew Able to make darkness disappear when the light of God's words shines true The name of Jesus causes every need to inevitably bow Every disease to confess that he is king of glory Now, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus causes the chain of bondage to be broken Sickness gives way and the dead in Christ be woken. So consume us, leave us in awe and let us know that Jesus be the master of the game and our end goal. Healing is the children's bread. That's what I read just said. Now Jesus, I believe this in my heart and in my spirit, not just in my head. And so I rise, O Lord, and let your enemies run helter-skelter. Let the powers of darkness disappear and from your lights come for shelter. Because this spoken word ain't to preach or to teach or feel swag. No, it's to proclaim Jesus the healer, the ultimate power. And in these, with no apologies, we brag. I'm speaking this morning on what I've titled, How to Release Your Faith for Healing. How to Release Your Faith for Healing. And I want you to understand something this morning. I'm teaching this from the point of view that some of us will also have to teach this to people. So you need to understand it very well so you can teach it. But much more than that, also understand that the principle that I'm teaching this morning, the principle of releasing your faith, it's, it can be transpositioned to any other area of life. So please register those two things. One is that God will use you someday to teach people what I'm teaching this morning. Secondly, is that the principle that I'm teaching can be transpositioned. So it, it works for healing, and it works in your finances, and it works, you know, 
works for your career, it works in every other area. I hope you understand. But we're focusing it this morning on healing. How to release your faith for healing. So we, we have the understanding that God's original intention is that we live in healing and health. And I've said sickness came as a result of the fall of man. But Jesus described healing as children's bread. In Matthew 15, when you read from verse 22 to 28, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and hugged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Jesus called this woman, or a clan, little dogs. But it was not meant to be offensive. Our, our Savior is not rude. He was just making, you know, an analogy. Yeah. That, you see, in a house you have kids and you have pets. Right? When it comes to certain things, this person is not a member of this household. Enough to be able to partake of this type. Now, when Jesus was here in the early, I mean, his early ministry, he emphasized the fact that, look, I have come to seek the ones who are lost in the household of Israel, first and foremost. And even when he gave his disciples their charge, he said they should start from Jerusalem, then to Judea, then to Samaria. That was the first time they are going to, the gospel will cross border to Samaria and then to the uttermost part of the world. But the Jerusalem is, first of all, the household. So that was what he was saying. That was why he addressed issues that border on Judaism. What the law of Moses, he has said to you an eye for an eye. Moses was not talking to the Gentiles, wasn't talking to everybody, he was talking to Israel. All right? When they received the Ten Commandments, it wasn't for the Philistines were not obeying Ten Commandments. Goliath did not know Ten Commandments, if you have read your Bible very well. All right? He was talking to the household of Israel. And Jesus went face to face with the laws of Moses and, and, you know, and the ordinances in Leviticus and all that, and was teaching them different ways. He wanted to give them a new understanding of these things. So he said, healing, if you're part of the covenant of Abraham, healing is a package that's meant for you. This woman, because of her faith, and the fact that this guy has this power, and he can release it anyhow, he still, she still got her healing, even though, as at that material point in time, she seemingly was not qualified. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But according to Galatians 3, verse 13, the Bible says that those of us who are now believers in Christ Jesus, that believe, we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus, we believe he hung on the cross for us, we are now part of the commonwealth of Israel. So, by implication, what Jesus said here, that healing is children's bread, now applies to you and I. Because by believing in Christ, we have become Abraham's seed. And we are heirs according to to the promise. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Or say a better amen, somebody. Amen. So healing is children's bread. The woman said, yes, Lord. Yet, even the little dogs eat 
the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Why? Because he won't just say, look, ah, whoa, waiting. Why will you be insulting me? Call me dog because of healing. You know, because some people have an attitude, even in their pain. <laughs> some people are proud, even in their pain. And that's why the pain is not going. All right? I say, ah, what? Because we said you should heal us. And now calling us dog. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'll go and see my doctor. Go. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make this morning is that Jesus said healing is children's bread. So it's supposed to be staple food that we have access to as believers in Christ Jesus. And so when I fix my gaze on trusting God for my healing, God said he will heal me. And ladies and gentlemen, another thing that I want you to understand is that God's word is our number one medicine. So we need to put pressure on it. God's word is, is, is our number one medicine. The first way, the first choice, if God wants to heal his people, I mean, if you, if you take medicine, and, you know, you pray, God will heal you with it. But what I'm saying this morning is that if your faith rests only on that medicine, if it will fail, your faith will fail. Your faith will fail. See, if an unbeliever takes drug, if that drug fails to work, that's the end. Yeah. If I have to take a pill, when I feel better, I thank God, not the pill. Because some people took that, those pills and it didn't work for them. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I'm releasing my faith in God, first and foremost, and in God's word, first and foremost. So God's word is number one of medicine that has been made available to us. The truth is that God is not moved by pain. God is moved by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Pain doesn't move God. It's faith that moves God. I hope you understand what I'm saying this morning. Yeah, faith, I mean, pain can draw compassion. But the rubber meets the road when faith, you know, when faith and the power of God collides. That's when the rubber meets the road. I hope somebody's getting me this, this morning. Yeah. Faith can, I mean, pain can get attention. But Jesus got to people in pain and he said, do you believe I can do this? Or what do you want from me? How can you be asking what I want? I'm in pain. You can see it. You're asking a blind man, what do you want? <laughs> and then he will say what he wanted. And I said, do you believe I can do this? Because faith is what really draws the power out. Is somebody say with me this morning? Yeah, faith is what draws the power out. And faith simply is believing the word of God and obeying the word of God, declaring the word of God. That's faith. Believe it, declare it, obey it. Act on it. That's faith. I believe the word of God. I declare it and then I act on it. That's real faith. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. 20 to 22. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your hair to my saying. Do not let them depart from your heart. From your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health 
to all their flesh. One translation says they are medicine to their flesh. The word of God spoken in faith is the most powerful medicine available for healing. Can I say that one more time? The word of God spoken in faith is the most powerful medicine available for healing. That's the most powerful medicine that's available for healing. The word of God spoken in faith. The word of God spoken in faith is the most powerful medicine available for healing. Say, so do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Somebody say, I'll keep the word of God in my heart. Or say it again, say, I'll keep the word of God in my heart. Or tell somebody for me this morning, say, keep the word of God in your heart. Let me tell you why you need to keep the word of God in your heart. Whether you have the capacity to memorize and you have it in chapter and verse, or you just know that the Bible says, you should know. You should know what the Bible says. One of the reasons why you need to keep the word of God in your heart is that without the word of God in your heart, you cannot fight what we call a good fight of faith. How does a good fight of faith work? Is that some things come into your heart and they bring trouble into your heart. If they don't meet the word of God there to counteract that trouble that is bringing into your heart, then they become, they take residence in your heart. And then they become a part of your life. But when they meet the word of God there, what happens is that a good part of faith will start. Because the word that is already stored in your heart will want to stand against that thing. And then the thing also will raise its defense. And then before you know it, the Bible says in Acts uh, 1920, so much mightily grew the word of God, and it prevails. So the word of God grows in your heart, and then it prevails over that situation. Prevails over that knowledge that is contrary to the will of God. That's the good fight of faith. But when you don't have the word of God in your heart, little things will make you cry, because they will just come and take residence in your heart. They will come and dominate your heart, and overwhelm your heart. Is somebody say with me today? So, writer of Proverbs says, in Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my word. Incline your hair to my sayings. Incline. To incline means to be deliberate. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Be deliberate. You don't incline by playing. You understand? You, you, to, because to incline means to get a particular angle, you know, or tilt. It's a deliberate effort. Deliberate effort. So what the scripture is saying here is be deliberate about how you hear my word. Don't, don't leave it to chance. Don't hear it anyhow. Don't, don't hear it as it comes. Just be deliberate. Incline your ears to my sins. Do not let them depart from your eyes. So you need to keep them closed so that you can see from time to time. Keep them in the midst of your heart. The one you keep in your heart is for the good fight of faith. And that's what I'm talking about. Don't forget we're discussing how to release your faith for healing. What happens to a man that is saying, look, um, you see, let me describe a natural man. And then let me describe somebody who is positioned to fight a good fight of faith. So somebody is having consistent headache. A consistent headache. Then you went to the hospital and they said, huh? This headache has been so consistent, we need to uh, maybe carry out some tests. And then they carried out the, this test. And then they said, hmm, see there are two things. Is either this thing has, is coming from 
Maybe one organ that is malfunctioning, that is putting pressure on something. You know the way they talk? Yeah. Doctors, please, just, just give me a break this morning, all right? <laughs> just permit me. <laughs> so, they, or they say, uh, maybe something is growing somewhere that is putting pressure on a particular nerve. And that's why the headache is consistently there. If you, are, if you get, God forbid, if you get that kind of news, and you don't have the word stored up in your heart, what happens is that you start to internalize it. It breeds fear in your heart. It starts to overwhelm you. Some people, that day, they begin to plan their funeral. I'm telling you, because they just, for some natural men, that's, that's the end. They begin to imagine, ah, that thing that killed Uncle So and So, ah, that's come again. And then immediately they will begin to think of, okay, am I sure I have my will written? Uh, what's going to happen to this person? They begin to, and then they become very quiet from that point because they're thinking a lot. And then they will begin to say things and people around them will say, ah, stop talking like that. It's not that bad. We need to believe God. But they have signed out. Why? Because there's nothing, there's no anchor or pillar in their heart. There's nothing that can withstand that. But you can imagine if you, that kind of news comes and the first thing that comes to your mind is to say, with long life, it will satisfy me and show me salvation. So I cannot die but live to declare the words of God. And, you know, such words start to come into your heart. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So I believe in God. I believe God is able to keep me in perfect peace as my mind is stayed on him. And you know that he said, I send my word and heal them and deliver them from all their destructions. So you begin to gather scriptures together. Still put more in your spirit to fortify your heart, to be able to withstand. And the Bible talks about the shield of faith. He said, we'll fight every fairy darts of the devil. And you, receive, you, you, you begin to consider that statement as an assault, as a fairy dart from the devil. And you raise the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. The Bible calls it the word of God. And then you see that your, your courage is different. You don't, you don't begin to think about your will at that time. You, you, you tell yourself, this time to fight the good fight of faith. And the scripture says, fight a good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Let them not depart from your heart. For they are life to them that find it and health to all their flesh. Talking about the word of God. And I think the Living Bible Translation says they are medicine to all their flesh. The word of God spoken in faith is the greatest medicine that's available to believers. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that. If you believe, you will speak. Tap your neighbor for me this morning. It's time to start speaking. You are too quiet. Sometimes you can be too quiet and, and you are no longer the one running your life. Something else will start to run your life. Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you can say sickness and health are in the power of the tongue. So you can shape your life with faith-filled words. I love the message translation of Proverbs 18, 21. It says, words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. 
choo you choose. You choose. Words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. Words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You can choose. Ladies and gentlemen, there's power in spoken word. And in releasing our faith for healing, we must engage the power in the spoken word. We must engage the power in the spoken word. In Mark 11, when you read from verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to them, his disciples, after they asked him about the fig tree, he said, Master, the fig tree that you cursed is now dried up. What happened? And he told them, this in Mark 11, 22 uh, to 23. He says, so Jesus answered them, answered and said to them, have faith in God. I think it's the uh, Good News translation or so that says, have the God kind of faith. And how does the God kind of faith operate? He said, for surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. And this morning, because the issue of health is very important, you need to learn how to reconstruct your health with your mouth. Whosoever will say. So saying is critical to the demonstration of God's power. Somebody say with me this morning, say, I will say. I will say. Oh, say it again, say, I will say. I will say. Saying is critical to the demonstration of God's power in your life. What you say is critical to what you see. And when it comes to our health, we must be deliberate about what we're saying. We must be deliberate about what we're saying. Saying is, is, is extremely critical. Extremely critical to what we see. Extremely critical to what we see. Let me, let me, let me, let me just try to stretch this a little more. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5. Tell your neighbor, it's time to speak healing. It's time to speak health. It's time to speak life. It's time to speak abundance. It's time to speak peace. Glory be to Jesus. Matthew chapter 8, when you read from verse 5, the story of the centurion. I love this story for one reason. Because Jesus acknowledged that he has not seen this kind of faith before in Israel. He called this guy's faith a real faith, a, a, a great faith. You know, he, he, even Christ was baffled by this understanding of faith, this dimension. I mean, how this guy went about explaining it and what he did. The centurion approached Jesus in Matthew chapter 8 and, and, and verse 5, and he said, Master, my, 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 my servant, is lying at home, you know, paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. And said to Jesus, and Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And then he told him, you, you don't need to come. I'm not worried to have you under my roof. And what did he say? I can't hear you. Oh, come and say it again. He said, speak the word only. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Wow. The 
Then he explained the premise. And this is this, I, I want you to follow me with this. He explained the premise. He said, you know why I believe that if you speak the word, only my servant will be healed? He said, because I'm also a man under authority. And I understand how these things work. He said, I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. This guy said, master, give the command. I understand how these things work. I understand how these things work. There's nobody that's born where, if I give command. And he won't answer. And you have that power of command in the spirit. So this morning, <laughs> look at lieutenants and generals and oh, keeping their mouth shut. With sealed lips. You're like just a general walking around the parade ground with a swag. How do you understand what I'm saying? So you see migraine headache, you see, you know, uh, uh, hepatitis, you see diabetes and all that. They are waiting for you to just talk. But your lips are sealed. They watch your swag, but they breathe themselves. Tap your neighbor for me, it's time to speak. That's how we release our faith for healing in the kingdom of God. That's how we release our faith. This guy said, look, 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 look. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like you telling me to, I have to go into the house of a soldier to say, come out. If I stay outside and I make a command, except it's not a part of this platoon. If I make a command, it comes. He said, I say to one, go, and it goes. I said to another one, come, and it comes. So just speak the word only. And the word of God in the mouth of God is as powerful. I mean, the word of God in my mouth is as powerful as the word of God in the mouth of God. It's not about who is saying it. It's about what is being said. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the message and I hope you've learned a few things. Before we go, I want to ask one question. Do you have a living, active relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ? If you don't, or you just like to start afresh with God, let me ask you to please say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and Savior. I accept your death upon the cross for me. I ask, Lord, that you walk with me from this day, even unto the end of my days. Thank you because I'm born again. Thank you because Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. You are born again. Welcome to the family of God. Let me encourage you to look for a church around you where God's word is preached and is practiced and make that a home. If you happen to live in Lagos, you can join us here at the Elevation Church. We meet on Sundays and we meet on Wednesdays. I believe our details are displayed on the screen. Till I see you again next week, God bless you. Have a prosperous week.
is a noise. 